Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and you're listening to Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. In today's podcast, I'm going to be replaying a session from my 2020 mental health retreat. If you would like to listen to the full episode and watch the video from the session without any ads, sign up to Patreon today. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Dr. Caroline Leaf. The link will also be in the show notes. One more note before we begin. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Please consult with your personal physician if you have any medical questions. And now, on to today's episode. Life can be hard and it's easy to feel stressed, anxious and out of control. What if there was a way to take back control? What if there was a practical way to detox your brain? This is now possible with NeuroCycle, the first ever scientifically tested brain detox app shown to help reduce an anxiety and depression by up to 81%. Users are guided through a variation of audio and video, brain exercises and mind management lessons every day. I'm excited to share some of the latest features in the app, including guides for children and parents, detailed feedback and recommendations, written guides through days 22 through 63 of the NeuroCycle, and an easy way to track your progress. There are over 500,000 NeuroCycle users worldwide, and the app has helped change thousands of lives, including people trying to find purpose in life, overcoming fear, better sleep, improved relationships, managing intrusive thoughts, depression and anxiety, and so much more. NeuroCycle is for everybody. No matter who you are, what you've been through, what you do, you have an incredible mind and brain that is always on and needs to be managed so that you can live your best both mentally and physically. This app is designed for individuals, couples, families, businesses or corporations, for everyone, everywhere. Join us by committing just a few minutes a day and see how your life is transformed. In just 63 days, you will have begun rewiring your brain for a happier and healthier life. Download the NeuroCycle app today and start changing your life one thought at a time. Just look for NeuroCycle on the iTunes App Store or Google Play or visit NeuroCycle.app. The link and more information will be in the show notes. Good morning, everyone. So nice to see you all here again. I'm so excited to spend today with you. Were you exhausted last night? But a good exhaustion. Because you're filled with incredible new knowledge and you're starting to re redesign your brain. You are the designer of your brain. Isn't that nice to know? Well, to start off today's session, I've got a... <coughs> oh, gosh, sorry. <coughs> I choked. Are you okay? I do this all the time. I talk too quickly and I get too excited and then I choke. <coughs> I need some of this stuff, which is called coffee, which is, you know, like seriously important stuff. Okay, let's start again. So, <clears throat> at the book table on Thursday night, this beautiful young lady, Jana, came up to me. Jana. Jana. Jana came up to me and told me a story that made both Dominique and I weep. And it was so, so incredible. Now, I just want to say there have been so many testimonials from you you've all been coming up with I mean like I just we sit there at night when we go back home and we just talk about the the, the stories that you're telling us I want to honor every single testimonial and if there's time today I'll call up a few more people but we've chosen to let Jana start the session today because it's such a the, the TBI session I did yesterday you'll see why I chose Jana to start the day today with her incredible testimonial so I'm without further ado I'm going to hand over over to you, Jonna. Thank you. For Thank you, up. Dr. Leaf. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. Hi, friends. 
Uh, my name is Jana, and I, my family, we were so inspired by Dr. Caroline Leaf and how she's telling us that we can heal the brain with our minds. And a year ago, um, we didn't know anything about this. We didn't. We were ill-informed and so codependent on the hospitals and what they told us. Well, something tragic happened to our family where uh, the baby of the family, my brother, was hit by a car while he was walking home um, and it caused uh, traumatic brain injury. And so um, we were hopeless that we received no kind of hope from the hospital. And they basically were pressuring us not only a few days after the accident, two to three days for us to pull life support and told us that if he lives, then he won't be functional and he'll be a vegetable the rest of his life. And so I um, heard about Dr. Caroline Leaf um, and how it's possible to recover and about her patients in South Africa. Amazing stories. And she would say that these worst possible, I mean, you guys hear the stories. <laughs> and so I was just like at awe. And, and we hadn't received a message from God that it was his time. And so um, we fought and we said that, no, we don't. We want to give him another chance. And so the doctors told us that basically um, the most that he could do is smile when we come in a room. He does so much more a year later. Uh, he can feed himself now. He's learning how to walk again um, and all these things. And now we're going to apply the neurocycle and all of these tips from Dr. Caroline Lee. And I know... Thank you. I know we're all at different places in our lives, um, whether you've experienced a TBI, whether you're looking to manage your mind, and um, it was recommended by one of the attendees to share this video, and so inspiration is key. So good morning. Here's your inspiration. <laughs> Thank you. Are you going to play the video? Yes. Cue the video, please. We're going to show you. We're going to show you a video now. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. A lot of us will drop anything to go and help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? One of my resolutions for 2022 is to treat myself like I would my best friend. And one way I'm going to do this is to spend more time doing the things that make and bring me joy, such as walking my two puppies or reading novels in the bath. Therapy is another great way we can take care of ourselves. Indeed, you don't have to be in a crisis mode to benefit from therapy. Therapy can provide preventative and protective strategies so that when things do get tough, you'll know what to do. It's one of the best gifts you can give yourself. And this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. Cleaning up the mental mess listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash drleaf. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash drleaf. The link and details will be in the show notes.
Conference, Andreas will we'll walk be here. here. Yes. We'll be here. Yes, 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 yes. 
You'll be here to share his testimony yes. in person. Yes. So tell us now, what did the doctors say when this happened? Well, unfortunately, we're not in communication with those doctors anymore. Um, but it is one of my goals to restore hope in that hospital. Because so oftentimes, um, I believe, like, especially going through COVID and just, I was speaking with uh, Dr. Kendra um, the other day and um, just how in the medical field you can get so robotic. And I think it was like that. They were just overworked yes. um, and so much was happening that they were missing so many things. Yeah. So I think it's best that the family is there to represent. And we were there to represent. And we knew it wasn't time. We knew it wasn't time yet. So we fought hard for his life. They even had the organ donation. Tell me. Yes. Um, and they were pressuring us um, to donate his organs. Um, not even not even a week from the accident, and it was alarming. And we heard words such as, "Hey, you know, he's perfectly healthy besides the, the brain injury, so you should donate his organs." I know it sounds alarming, but at least you know you can do it that way. And we were just you know in a state of shock. And um, anyone um, who has gone through that or has been pressured to make a decision that you don't want to make and just step back, um, implement the things, take deep breaths. We went into uh, massive prayer and fasting. So the hardest thing our family had to go through and making sure that we weren't pressured to do what we didn't want to do in regret. And thank God we didn't because we saved his life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Joanna. That's just thank you for sharing that. Yes, thank you absolutely. for the vulnerability and your bravery. And we are standing with you. Yes. And thank yes. you for sharing that story of hope. For sure. I'm going to go home and share it with him. So thank you, guys. On video, Dominique recorded it. Oh, so you got awesome. it. You can show him. Thank you. Wow. Phew. What a way to start the day. Yes. You see, when we've got hope, and you know, as, she, as John quite rightly said, doctors are under tremendous pressure. Most of, my, most of my friends are in the medical community, and it is a terribly difficult time, so we also can't slam the doctors. They are under the most phenomenal pressure. It's also the training that's received. So I train physicians, a lot of physicians around the world, and a lot of it is in, in the, with traumatic brain injury. Don't give up too soon. You know, we know that the memory is in the body as well, not just the brain. We know people can actually live with this much brain. So there's always hope. And if, if, if I do nothing else this weekend, this, you understand why I selected this story, because it's a message of hope. I met Jonna for the first time on Thursday night when she came to the book table. And so this was not something you can pre-plan. This is shows when you really get, you, you never know what your story is going to do. We don't know what Jonna's story is going to do and how many people Andreas' story is going to touch. You just never know what your story is going to do around the world. And that's why I keep doing what I'm doing. I don't know who I'm going to reach and how, but I just keep sharing the same thing. Now you're learning this and you can keep sharing. You've got to keep on sharing. 
So this is very appropriate that I'm talking about crying, laughing, and, and sleeping because I've got like mascara on. So I'm trying not to, like as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, okay, what's going to go first, the false eyelashes or the mascara? <laughs> and it's only the beginning of the day. But they all managed to stay on. So that's a good thing. And I don't wear false eyelashes often. So this was an interesting exercise. But anyway, so there you cried, you laughed, but you can't go to sleep yet. Okay, so why are these strings, why have I put these three together? Because they're basic functions and they've performed such important, um, important parts of our lives. So I'm going to give you the bird's eye view of this incredibly deep topic. I could spend hours on each of these, but I want you just to get a different view and a little bit of a deeper understanding. And the first thing is that crying is actually a neurobiological mechanism. It signals the stress or empathy or joy. It promotes social interaction. I mean, when we cry, we share, we hug, we interact with each other. It, it shows support. It's a, it's a way we, it's a key way that we communicate with other people. And it's such an important way to develop and maintain relationships, deep, meaningful connections. But it has had so little research. Interesting that crying, which is such an important function as a human, has had so little research. I've done a podcast on this. My podcast is called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. If you haven't yet subscribed, you need to subscribe and listen to my podcast. I interview some of the top, some incredible people, top people in the world in their fields, and we really get into deep stuff, and I do a lot of solo podcasts. And there is one on crying, and we release two podcasts a week. So if you haven't, go on your phone right now and go subscribe, because you need to listen to these podcasts. I'm trying to help you help yourself so you can reach the world, okay? Crying is an arousing behavior and in response to distress, and crying is a soothing behavior that soothes you after distress. So it performs a double function. It's incredibly important to prevent us from suppressing our emotions. When we suppress our emotions, those things, they build, the toxic trees build in the brain, you create damage in every cell of your body, and you have the wrong gravitational, you get like little, these little blips in your gravitational field that then are going to feed into the brain and body and increase the, the, the toxic effect. So suppressing emotions is never a good idea. So crying is a fantastic way of releasing emotions. I mean, people have gone through extreme trauma and have gone through anything, whether it's a, whatever level of trauma, have gone through stuff. Sometimes we just can't talk about our story. So sometimes we need to cry first to get our story out. So it's a releasing mechanism as well. So tears are one way many people express their emotions in order to restore a sense of balance or equilibrium in their life. We all know that the way we eat can affect our health. But did you know that what you cook with is also important for your well-being? Caraway Homes non-toxic kitchenwares are all designed for the modern home and feature a chemical-free ceramic coating so your food can be prepared with peace of mind. Every one of their products are made without any toxic materials like PFAS, PTFE, PFOA or other hard to pronounce chemicals. While their naturally slick ceramic surface means minimal oil or butter for slide off the pan eggs and easy cleaning. Plus, all caraway sets come equipped with easy access storage solutions so that no stacking is required. Gone are the days of misplacing your lids. I personally love their colorful cookware sets, which are a modern and chemical-free iteration of the traditional 16-piece set, boiled down to four amazing essentials, a fry pan, saute pan, saucepan, and a Dutch oven. 
I have the set in Pericotta and love not only how it cooks, but also how it looks in my kitchen. Plus, Caraway's long-awaited Iconics collection is here. It's high design, upgraded, featuring two unmistakable classic shades, both dressed up in glossy gold hardware for the fashionable chef. Over 25,000 people have raved about their Caraway kitchen. Now it's time to try it for yourself. Just visit carawayhome.com forward slash Dr. Leaf to take advantage of this limited time offer and get 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for my listeners, so visit carawayhome.com forward slash Dr. Leaf or use the code Dr. Leaf at checkout. The link and details will be in the show notes. Chemically, what's going on when you cry? So tears come from the lacrimal glands, which are two li- the two little glands right in the corner of your eyes, the ones that were getting affected by my mascara a few moments ago. So, and that and that starts the lacrimal glands. Lacrimal glands are where the tears come from. There's an increase in you have your sympathetic nervous system and your parasympathetic nervous system, which are part of your what we call the um, part of this, this the autom- automatic functions of your body. So tears are controlled by that part of your nervous system. And the, um, so basically, as the person stops crying, there's an increase in parasympathetic activity. So sympathetic is like tension, parasympathetic is release. So as you start to cry, the sympathetic nervous system is activated, and it helps the non-conscious mind to actually to pull up the toxic issue that's that and all the issues around why you feeling why you feeling that prompt to cry so it activates then the alpha wave and the theta wave in the brain which is really good and then a, a burst of gamma so the, all these amazing things are happening everything's so well orchestrated and then as you cry then you have this um, it, you get an increase in parasympathetic activity so there's a, a relaxing of the system so there's a tension and then, and then a release and it all helps keep a balance and a flow going in your psychoneurobiology. Prolactin is one of the main chemicals that is released in crying. Now, prolactin, we think, often only associate with breastfeeding, but prolactin is a hormone that is, is a very interesting hormone. We use it in my... Re- we studied... Um, that's one of the hormones we studied in my cl- recent clinical trials. It's in males and females. It's in all humans, and it does play a, a role. It's a, a released in, in higher levels in a lactating um, mother, but it's also released in response to our emotional state, our mind management. So how the more effectively we manage our mind, giving ourselves permission to be messy and cleaning up the mess, the more that the prolactin is actually released at the right levels. So when prolactin's at the wrong levels, it's very often related, besides the biological, but we can, we can, there's a very strong link to our manage, management of our mind. So, it's a very, so we saw in our study that those, the subjects at the beginning of the study in the experimental and control group, they had either too high levels of prolactin or their prolactin levels were too low. And as they used the neurocycle, their prolactin levels went to the right level for their age and and their gender. Okay, so as, of, so as the person stops, uh, so prolactin is one of the main chemicals. Prolactin is a hormone. It appears in males and females. I said all of that. So when you um, are very stressed and prolactin gets, it either drops too low or too high, then it creates an imbalance. So in my recent clinical trials, I just said that crying activates a part of the brain called the anterior central gyrus, which is right in the middle of the brain, kind of where I'm pointing down. And it's a very important part that helps putting to, put together the emotions 
emotional and the physical experience. So as we're trying to make sense of things, we see a burst of a gamma activity and high beta in the in the central gyrus. And you want that. This is all all these things are things that you want. So crying facilitates that process. Other chemicals related to related to crying that are released are oxytocin, which we know is the bonding chemical, vaso, and it does a lot of other stuff too. Vasopressin, which is related to focus. We always associate that with males, but also in females. Males just have more of it. And, and then the endogenous opioids, which are basically our natural pain-killing agents inside of our natural pharmacopoeia in our body. All of which can make us feel calmer and in control when released. So when we have that crying burst, it's releasing all these wonderful things. So, tips on how to cry. Isn't that crazy that I'm giving you tips on how to cry? But we live in a society that, that I get asked questions, which is why I teach on crying. I get asked questions like, is it wrong to cry? And should I, is it a problem if I'm crying too much? And men shouldn't cry. You know all these, these, these toxic masculinity things and all these, you know, you're holding your tears and you're weak if you cry. You know, all these things that society has moralized incorrectly. You know, they've moralized, made us, you know, there's something that's so beautiful and natural has been made to be something that makes you look weak or something mean. While crying is, as you can see, it's important. It's necessary. There's no right and wrong way to cry. People ask me, is there a right way to cry? Nor is there a right amount to cry. Just as everyone is different, our need to cry will be different. It's unique. You are uniquely made. You create as structured. Everything about your mind, brain, and body, your psychoneurobiology, is one of uniqueness. You, you're, the way you cry is based upon how you uniquely think, feel, and choose. So it's going to be different for each of us. So based on our own uniqueness and whatever the situation is that we find ourselves in, the important point is don't suppress the tears. Guys, if you feel tears coming, let them flow because it's doing so amazing things to help you really activate your intuition and find out what's going on. It's a release button that can often help you when you feel stuck. And, and then if you follow that flow and follow that thread with a neurocycle, you're going to really help um, sort out things that are maybe potentially blocking you. So it's a, it's a healthy validating process to help process the highs and lows of life. So it's a way to help us process. And also another way to listen to what we are learning about ourselves. So crying tells us stuff about our, ourselves. So we need to tune into all these signals that we have from our incredible mind-brain-body interaction. <clears throat> Crying is therefore a messenger. It's telling you something about you that you are going through. So listen, what are you going through? What are you processing? Like here we, we shared in the tears that we were crying. For those of you that did, did, did shed tears or felt the urge to cry, we were so um, struck first by the sadness of it and then by the joy of seeing how Andreas was family fought for his life and how he's, look how you clapped. And I'm sure you were weeping. Were people weeping when they watched that? When you saw him, you know, move his feet and, and move his hands and brush his hair, you know, it, it, we, it's, it's beautiful. We're sharing, so we need to cry. You know, that, that crying podcast had one of the highest hits that we've had. So it just shows you how people are so confused about such a natural thing. So it's a message that's telling you something. Consequently, any changes in your unique pattern of responding or crying is worth paying attention to. So you have your own pattern of crying that will kind of fluctuate. But if you have a consistent change, and I've said this all 
weekend so far. If there's anything that's changing a lot, so if you're crying more than you would normally cry, you're not measuring against anyone else, you're measuring against yourself. So there's a new pattern of crying. You need to use that as a signal and tune in a neurocycle to find out what's going on that you are, that there's a change in your crying pattern. Any changes in any of your patterns that are disrupting you are always messengers. And you've got to always start by telling yourself it's okay to be a mess. You've come to this conference to learn how to clean up the mental mess, okay? You've got to keep giving yourself that compassion. One way I love to have rest and tap into what I call my happiness mindset is by playing games. Indeed, taking a part in a little playful competition makes me smile, which is why I love Best Fiends. Best Fiends, that's friends without the R, is a mobile puzzle game that is free to download and super engaging. The game features tons of cute characters that can help you solve thousands of fun puzzles. The more you play, the more characters you collect, and the more you win, the more challenges you face. I personally love puzzle games like Best Fiends because they can trigger a double dose of dopamine in the brain, which is otherwise known as the brain's favorite feel-good juice, and they can be a great way to build the brain through learning, which increases our mental resilience. I'm currently on level 830, called Mighty Crates, and I'm getting closer to saving the land of minutia from all those bad slugs. I personally love to play during my mental health breaks or writing my new book. It is one way I treat myself and give my brain some love. And with thousands of levels, you can play Best Fiends as long as you want to never get bored. No wonder the fun puzzle game has over 100 million downloads. Download Best Fiends for free from the App Store or Google Play. Plus, earn even more with $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level 5. That's friends without the R, best fiends. The link and details will be in the show notes. Now let's move over to laughing. We've had a little bit of laughter as well. And as we know, laughing is good for us. And I just want to remind you about that because you all do know that. So laughter is literally a form of communication. I mean, it's part of our language. And so it's also part of how we understand and, con- and connect with other humans. I'll never forget. And I don't know why this example came in my head, but I'm going to share it anyway. Okay. So when my husband and I, when Mac and I um, got married, we went to uh, what they call an engaged encounter. And, um, to just go and, you know, to sort of prepare for marriage and that kind of thing. And I'll never forget that the priest stood up and he was talking to us about how to have an argument. And he said, well, what you do is you take off your clothes and you hold hands and you argue like that, okay? So you see, you're laughing. So, and try it. It's unbelievable. You can be having the most incredible argument and you take off your clothes and you hold hands. Obviously, there's no one else around. Or just go somewhere private but unless you would like to, you know, it's okay if you really want to step in front of everyone um, and try arguing. It doesn't work. You will laugh and maybe a few other fun things will happen too. Okay, so <laughs> laughing is heavily involved with the limbic system and our fight or flight freeze and fawn and trauma responses. So it makes sense that it does so much to help fight stress and tension. So it is such a fantastic way of helping that people are even, you know, you probably heard that there's this thing called laughing therapy okay and there's so many great stories about people healing themselves Norman Cousins is very famous you may have heard of that he's dead now but he I think he's dead now um, he was diagnosed with an illness and um, it, there was no there was just they said that you've got six months to live shut himself up in a hotel room got every funny book and every funny movie he could get his hands on and watched that and basically got he healed he lived 
continue to live to tell the story. So there's a lot of great stories like that out there. We all know that we laugh at something humorous, our moods lighten. You change immediately. Don't you feel better for having a little laugh right now? Immediately, every, every part of your psychoneurobiology has changed because we had a little laugh together. We had a deep, meaningful connection. We had a little laugh. We've had some... This has been a very moving start to the day. We're connecting through very basic, important functions that we are sometimes get so caught up in busy, with the busyness of life that we forget about these very important, basic things. So when something makes us laugh like a funny video or something a person in our life said or did, then we also give our mind a rest. Now, I come from South Africa. I was born in Zimbabwe. We, and anyone else from South Africa here? I know there's a couple of people. Okay, so we're the okay now the South Africans in the room. There's something unique about what we do as South Africans. We laugh at everything, even if it's not funny, and we make up these ridiculous. My kids call them mom and dad jokes. You know that they're so stupid that why are you even laughing at them? I will find humour in the most ridiculous things. And I was talking to some friends back when we were back in South Africa recently, and we we're just talking about that. And I watched how my brother than I interacted. I mean, every comment I made, there was some little quip that we were making back to each other and my sisters. And it was just such a natural part of us. Do the South Africans relate? Okay, so we're going to teach you. The South Africans are going to teach the Americans how to laugh at everything. Because the more you laugh, the more you ease tension, okay? So, I mean, that's just a little example. But it was felt so good when I was back in South Africa to constantly make these silly little jokes. When I first came to this country and I stood on the stage for the first time in this country, which was nearly 15 years ago, and almost every sentence was like some... Well, I'm exaggerating, but I kept making these ridiculous jokes and none of these Americans were laughing at me. So I thought, I better calm that down. But now you are laughing at me. So I've learned how to intersperse it and do it a little differently. So anyway, so laugh. find a way to laugh. Laughter changes our neurochemicals in the brain, in the frontal lobe, which is associated with using emotions to make decisions, but also affects other parts of the brain. Its impact is very widespread. So as you laugh, you get a massive change of your chemical activity in the front of your brain, which helps you become more intelligent and wiser so the next decision you make is going to be a better decision. Isn't that great to know? So if you're stuck and you're really battling and you're having a problem, instead of getting mad and arguing, you know, I have to remind myself of these things, just find something funny to laugh at. Even if you have to quickly grab TikTok and look for a funny video. Jessica, our, our daughter that out there who's at the, the um, customer service table, she's got this husky that howls, and this husky loves me. And this husky phones more. The, Jessica phones, but the husky talks to me. And the husky woo, 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 and maybe we'll find a video and show you if we get, if we get time. But it makes me laugh. So, and Jessica's always looking at husky videos that are hilarious. Have you watched husky videos? They are hilarious. So whatever. Find something funny. So if you're in a mood or worried or anxious, quickly go on TikTok, 30 seconds, find a husky video or something that makes you laugh and watch it. And you will shift your, your, you'll shift your chemical and neurochemical functioning. It will help you refocus back in. It activates the release of the neurotransmitter serotonin and oxytocin. These are often referred to the combination as the empathy hormone. So oxytocin helps us bond in groups and together. And when oxytocin and serotonin are released together, it creates a tremendous change um, of increased empathy. And when you have empathy, you have empathy not just towards others, but towards yourself. 
because we've got to stop being so hard on ourselves. We did the whole session on Thursday night about not being so hard on ourselves, having empathy towards ourselves, setting self-love boundaries. So laughing is a way of learning how to set some boundaries. You know, laugh a little bit at yourself and, and laugh at funny jokes, whatever. It helps to activate the empathy needed to help stop the inner critic inside of yourself. Laughter reduces the level of the stress of stress hormones like cortisol. Please just remember, cortisol is not a bad thing. You would die without cortisol. But cortisol is very responsive in a very protective way. So when we are in any kind of threat to our survival, cortisol leads the show and responds very quickly. But cortisol is not bad because people kind of think cortisol is bad. It's not. High levels of cortisol are bad. So what to, to stabilize cortisol levels, laughter is a very, very quick and effective way of bringing your cortisol levels down. Okay, And also adrenaline, dopamine, and growth hormone are also activated and when we are stressed, when you laugh, these can be rebalanced. So physiologically, it increases the amount of oxygen you have in your lungs, which is a really good thing, which increases the amount of oxygen that flows throughout your body and your blood and therefore goes to your heart, lungs, and then increases the amount of endorphins in your brain, often referred to as the feel-good hormones. So more oxygen in your lungs means more oxygen throughout your body, including your brain, and that increases the amount of endorphins, which are the feel-good chemicals. And then this increased oxygen and blood flow is going to cause any tension in your muscles to relax. Isn't that cool? As well as helping you think more clearly. So when you're at the gym trying to pick up that 100-pound medicine ball and you can't do it, just laugh. You know, when you laughed with me yesterday, suddenly it was easier to carry that ball around. See, my muscles didn't tense up as much. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.